Why, hey there. My name is Darcy Jeremy. You're listening to the Business of Ergonomics podcast. In today's episode, we are talking about safety, law, and ergonomics. So listen, let's dive into this right now. Welcome to the Business of Ergonomics podcast. I'm your host, Darcy Jeremy. I'm a board-certified professional ergonomist with over 15 years of experience delivering ergonomics programs to employers of all different types. In this podcast, I share what other healthcare professionals are already doing and being with ergonomics assessments and how to land those clients that you dream of. Without further ado, let's jump into this episode right now. One of the biggest things that I've learned this far in my career is that knowing how to do really good ergonomics assessments, consultations, and trainings is really just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to preventing injuries and enhancing performance for your clients. Whether you are self-employed or work within a large organization, in order to be fully booked, it's essential to know how to communicate the value of your services to both prospects and clients alike. I know how hard this could be because I've done both. The good news is that there is certainly a way that you can learn how to do this. Ergonomics professionals have really useful methods to help clients in a variety of ways, including whether you're looking for outcomes with health, safety, productivity, morale, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's so many benefits to ergonomics. However, effectively communicating this in a way that strikes a chord with your clients is the absolute key. So let's dive into an angle to help you communicate your outcomes. And the angle is safety law. No matter where you are in this world, occupational safety law will apply to ergonomics. And although it may not be directly identified in legislation, employers still do have a legal obligation to protect all of their employees from any workplace hazard. And I want to bring up the point of any workplace hazard. Things as simple as making sure the equipment is functional is huge, and non-compliance may eventually lead to bigger concerns like injury and a citation. And this can take a lot of time and rehab to make better, and it could lead to a lot of lost profit for that organization. And lastly, employers have a duty to provide information, instruction, and supervision for health and safety in addition to an obligation to communicate hazards to employees and lastly to take every precaution reasonable to the circumstances to protect workers. So how does this change how you would position your ergonomics deliverables to your clients? And, you know, for that matter, your prospects. By looking at the entire picture like this, you can position your services so that they are aligned with the prospects are already required to do. So here's a question for you. How many organizations that you've either prospected with or worked with directly actually have this safety angle as a priority? So if they do, would it be your ideal customers? 
If you've noticed that there's areas for improvement in an organization, how do you go about communicating this to your client so it inspires action? How do you go about finding areas of improvement? And how do you sell your services to your clients that it fills the gaps between where they are and where they want to be? And of course, this is very much a win-win situation. So let's dive into this a little bit more by looking at the human resources responsibilities. So let's face it, right? For the majority of times you communicate with your client, it will be via a representative from the human resources department. There is a bit of distinction here. Your point of contact of who you build rapport with may not necessarily be the decision maker, the person who can say yes to your deliverables. Yet framing ergonomics in a way that your HR contact understands is always a really good thing and it can get you closer to your goal. So let's look at a list of what human resources would be responsible for. And it's by no means a conclusive list, but it represents the majority of their responsibilities. Human resources will always have a role in ergonomics because of their responsibilities listed below. And one of the biggest areas that you can leverage that is that human resources is responsible for company compliance with state and federal regulations. And this includes the labor law. I know some of, you, some of you, the listeners to this podcast are already aware of this, but let's bring this up again because it really couldn't hurt and it could be a reminder. So some of the human resources responsibilities include professional development, appraisals, maintaining work culture, resolving conflicts, employee relations, rewards and incentives, legal knowledge, disability management and policies and procedures. So, wow. Are any of those surprising to you? Were you surprised that they are responsible for disability management? And this is especially useful for those, for those organizations that are small to medium because they probably don't have the resources to, to use an outside company to help with disability management. So that falls under their wheelhouse. So the actionable steps here is for you to start to consider to develop a relationship with local human resources. Remember that they fulfill the organization's legal responsibilities, but they are also people. They must know, like, and trust you before they ever move forward with you. And as much as we can position our services as a value add-on, it's also a win-win situation where we can add value to what they're already doing to make their lives easier and to take some of the fires away from their day-to-day lives. So I want you to consider that. Which one of these uh, HR responsibilities and other actionable items that you found to be the most surprising? I just want you to consider that right now. Alrighty, well, thanks so much for listening to this episode. It was a short one, but there is so much value to consider about the safety law. And this episode was actually inspired by a masterclass that one of my colleagues named Elizabeth Peterson 
did for the Accelerate program last week. And this is where she gave immense value on how to position what we're doing in line with occupational health and safety in order for us to get more leverage in front of our clients and get more fully booked. Always a good thing. So until next time, everyone, I'm so looking forward to get into the another episode, share insights about ergonomics, and have you listen. If you're interested in learning more about the Accelerate program, head to www.ergonomicshelp.com slash learn dash ergo. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. So if you like what you heard in this podcast episode and you want to learn more, you want to learn how other healthcare professionals are already adding office ergonomic expertise to their services and practice, I have a training for you. All you have to do is head to ergonomicshelp.com slash learn dash ergo. That's ergonomicshelp.com slash learn dash ergo, and you can get started today.